0: Good morning, morning. welcome to our Sunday service, I've got some papers, okay, this is for 2016. She mentioned the CHARGE conference. I have here a few copies of the uh, committees for the coming year of 2016. If anyone wants one, I'll leave them up here, and they can just come by and get one. And if we run out, I can run some more off if someone doesn't get one. Uh, another thing, uh, trying to get my calendar straightened out. This is a busy time of the year from now to December. I know you've got the, uh, here you've got the Thanksgiving meal planned next uh, uh, Sunday night at 6 o'clock. Pleasant Hill is delivering 11 meals on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I need to know on December what plans the church here has. One thing, uh, my wife asked me, last year didn't the ladies go out and eat some night? She wanted to know if they had a date set for that yet. Uh, do we have a date set for the Christmas play? Okay, and then uh, we're having a Christmas Eve service. Do, do you want to have one here or have a joint one with us at Pleasant? Uh, last year, y'all come Pleasant, didn't you? So, we will have one. I'll be on December the 24th at Pleasant Hill. If you want to, we can have one here and one there or have a joint service. So, uh, a lot of our families, just got two families, celebrate one on the, uh, the night before. And then the okay, day, so I'll leave this with you. you can... Uh, that as much as possible. As Sammy said, we did have the charge conference last Sunday. <coughs> the bad news is I've got a meeting tomorrow night, the minister's meeting, and I'm to get the uh, packet for the uh, year-end report. So we go from one report to another one, so we'll be, I uh, guess, asking for more information. Uh, but it doesn't have to be until sometime in January, so we got a little bit of time on it. Uh, it's good to see everybody here today. Uh, I believe, do I know the one here? Have I seen you before? Okay. And your name? Ashley. Ashley. We're glad to have you with us today.
1: Brittany and BJ was your last year. They were here last
0: year. I will say glad to have Brittany and BJ back with us.
1: And, uh,
0: got the baby Ben. Got the, you got the boss with them today. Huh? <laughs> So we're glad to have them back with us. Uh, who else do we need to remember? Uh, oh, missing Brenda. What the? Anything on her? Does anybody know anything about her? She's, I know she had, was this past week she went to the uh, kidney doctor or?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so let's remember Brenda and uh, others. remember Irene's sister in law. She had the, what, about two or three weeks ago, the gallbladder surgery. So, uh, okay, let's remember her this morning. Others? And okay. Okay. Jean uh, Lam still okay, Everything okay with her? If they were able to do the first procedure and therefore I would be late and I would she can come back and have a second one done. Okay, and this Valerie is at a health problem Valerie too? Valerie starts her treatments this week. Okay. And uh, certainly the veterans, we want to remember them. Like I said, we slipped up last week and didn't recognize them as we should have. Uh, So that was my fault. Probably mine. As long as we do it sometime, it'll be all right. Yeah.
1: Remember, Mom and been in my family, and George Bridges, he's not doing well. He's in Knoxville.
0: Knoxville. George is in Knoxville. Which hospital?
1: I think it's Park West. Park West. Okay.
0: Okay, so just remember these needs that uh, well, Barbara and Carla raised up uh, their family needs and their friends and their coworkers with the problems they're having with their health. Remember them. Remember Humps' brother Charles he's not doing well either. Okay, Humps' brother Charles. Uh, remember him. Remember
1: the. I, don't, I wasn't in here for Sunday school, but remember the Freeman family. Freeman.
0: Okay, is this a health problem? He passed away. Oh, passed away. Okay, so uh, condolences. I
1: remember
0: Nina Nina. Others? Okay, still Shelton and George and his family members. remember Brenda's sister there, she has this uh, anticipated birth, things will go good with the delivery, and mother and child be doing well. Linda, is Tom, okay, remember Tom this morning as he's not with us, others, You say Frost? (laughs) I work with some Frost at Dodge, Eddie Frost, and is that the same family? Okay. Others? I guess the joy is that uh, we'll see Janie next week. (laughs) uh, I know she'll be happy for that. Any others? Any unspoken? Let's go to the Lord. Father, as we again assemble here in your house, thankful for this beautiful Lord's Day you've given us, but also thankful for all the blessings and life that you have given to each one of us just knowing that you are there whenever we may call upon you for whatever our need may be, that you are there responsive to our call. According to your will, you answer each and every one. And we're just thankful, Father, that it is you who is in charge, and not up to us to make the decisions that affect us every day. Father, we lift up the names of these loved ones, members of our own individual family, members of this church family, our friends and neighbors, those we work with, those we associate with in whatever manner. Father, you hear the names, you hear the different problems, health, finances, job-related, travel, whatever, Father, you know each need that we lift up to you, and we're just thankful that you hear and that you respond to each and every one. But Father, we're concerned today for those who are indifferent to you and your Son and have no place for you in their heart or in their actions and their lives. So we just pray, Father, today that we might be able to, in some way, reach out and touch them and bring about a change in their attitude to where they would come to know you in a way that they have so far rejected and have no part of. So, Father, we just lift ourselves up today into your service and just ask that you will take and use us. Whatever way you may have a need for us. place us where we need to be. Equip us with the words and actions. That might influence someone today. Father we pray for this church. This congregation as we reach out. As we take the word and message. That we are to carry to those who are lost today. Without your son. That we can be an influence, be a difference in their life. Bless this church and the activities that we have planned for the remainder of this calendar year. And as we prepare to go into the year 2016, lead us, Father, into new heights and in new directions that this church will reach out and greatly affect this community and our influence, but above all, taking the word to those who are seeking to hear, to those who are needing to hear your word today. Father, just let us be your messenger, is our prayer today. All these things we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this time, as the ushers will come forward, we'll receive our morning tithes and offerings. Father, again today, we receive this offering as we do our tithing in your Son's name. May we in some way help someone in need today by this offering that we are receiving today through your precious son's holy name. And may the recipients of this help know that your son loves and cares them. Also it's the same concerns that this congregation have, that they are wishing to help those who are in need. So Father, we receive this offering again today, in your son's name as we give Him the thanks of the glory deserving to Him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today I want to read to you from the 16th chapter of Judges. Uh, I'm going to skip around. I'll tell you what I'm going to read if you want to try to follow along with me. Verses 4, 6, 7, 10, 11, 13, 15, 17, and 20. So instead of reading the whole chapter to you, I just want to skip around and uh, pick out some of the high points I want to talk to you about. So, Judges uh, chapter 16, starting verse 4. And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. Chapter, uh, verse 6. And Delilah said to Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy great strength lieth, and wherewith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. And Samson said unto her, If they bind me with seven green whiffs that were never dried, then shall I be weak and be as another man. Verse 10 and 11. And the latter said unto Samson, Behold, thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Now tell me, I pray thee, wherewith thou mightest be bound. And he said unto her, If they bind me fast with new ropes, that never were occupied, then shall I be weak and be as another man. Verse 13 and 15, And the lighteth said unto Samson, Hitherto thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Tell me wherewith thou mightst be bound. And he said unto her, If thou weavest the seven locks of my head with the web, And she did this. And verse 15 says, And she said unto him, How canst thou say I love thee when thine heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times and hast not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. And 17 and 20, Then he told her all his heart and said unto her, There hath not come a razor upon mine head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven... Then my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. And then 20 is the consequences he pays. And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he was not that the Lord was departed from him. The word of God for the people of God. And may God add his blessing to the reading of his word. Now from what I read, I started to title this message, That Nagin Woman. She kept pestering Samson over and over, trying to find out where his strength came from. The Before verse 4, which I didn't read, We find that Samson was in Gaza and he was there in the acquaintance, I guess that may be the right word to say it, with a harlot. Anyway, he was in the presence of a harlot. And the ones who were trying to get him or to uh, get to his strength, they came to get him. But again, Samson was able to escape or to flee from them. And then in verse 4, we find out where he comes into contact or comes into association with this woman named Delilah. And uh, so that's what I want to talk to you about today is the downfall of Samson and what brought it about. Uh, Up to this time, we know Samson the great strength that he had uh, and he was almost I guess you could say unstoppable but that nagging woman finally got to him and found out his secret and uh, led to his downfall now in verse 5 which I didn't read we find out where that these Philistines they offered her 1100 pieces of silver if she would find out or deliver Samson into their hands. 1100 pieces of silver. Remember, Judas, he sold out Jesus for just 30 pieces of silver. So there's quite a difference here in the amount of silver or the amount of money that exchanged hands for the two. So, anyway, we read, started reading our in verse 5. Uh, and she started nagging or uh, asking him just what or where does your strength come from? And he first tells her that if they would bind him with the seven fresh bowstrings, then he would be just as weak as any man. They do this, they find out it doesn't work. So she comes back to him and said, again, basically, you lied to me. You're telling me something's not true. Now tell me, where does your strength come from? And this is when he tells her, well, if they'll use a new rope that's never been used, then I will be weak just as any mortal man. Well, they did this, and that didn't work. He was still the as ever. So finally, she comes back to him again with this same sad story. Oh, you're mocking me. You're telling me these lies. Tell me, Samson, where does your strength come from? And he finds it well, if you we just, uh, I guess, fix me seven ponytails, I guess I said, just weave seven locks in a hire, then that will take my strength away and I'll be as mortal man. I'll be as weak as any man. But well, they do this. That doesn't work. So finally she comes back, and I guess rolled those big eyes up at him and said, Samson, how can you say you love me when you're telling me all these lies? You're mocking me, you're making me look foolish in the eyes of these Philistines. Tell me, where does your strength come from? I guess after all of the pestering and everything that he went through, he breaks down and tells her. It's in my heart. I have never had a razor taken to my head. I have never shaved my head because I have been a Nazarite from birth. And this is where I get my strength. The vows that I have made is where my strength comes from. And so that's What I want to talk to you about today is broken vows and how do we break our vows. Now, we know it wasn't the length of his hair that gave him his strength because I assume back in those days, everyone probably had long hair, beards, so it wasn't the hire that gave him his strength. It was the vow that he had made to live according to certain rules and uh, regulations. And just as soon as he broke those vows, he lost his strength. The downfall came to Samson. Now, what were some of these vows that the Nazarites lived by? Well, We know by Samson, the hair, the length of his hair, the fact that he hadn't shaved his head, this was one of the things, one of the vows that they lived by. They didn't shave their heads. They didn't shave their hair. Another thing, they abstained from drinking any uh, wine or any uh, intoxicating uh, liquids. They abstained from any... And all alcoholic drinks. Another thing they abided by or lived by is they didn't touch a dead body or a dead animal or anything that was dead because they felt this made them unclean. Remember back in those days all of the uh, sacrifices and all of the rituals that they went through uh, in the cleansing process to Uh, purify themselves well this is one of the things that they vowed that they would not touch a dead body because it would make them unclean and so these are some of the things that are some of the vows that Samson was living under but just as soon as he broke those vows then he became just another mortal person so Don't we have the same situation today in our lives as Samson or as these Nazarites had? Don't we have vows that we have made? Promises, if you want to call them a promise. Remember the story when the disciples were out on the lake or the water? And Jesus comes walking to them. And Peter says, if it's you, then let me come to you. Jesus says, come. Peter gets out of that boat, starts walking on that water just as if he was walking on dry land. No trouble at all. But the moment that he took his eyes off of Jesus... The moment that he lost focus with Jesus Christ, what happened? He began to sink, and he cried out, "Save me, save me!" So that's the way we are today. As long as we've got our vows in order, as long as we got our focus on the things that we committed ourselves to do, committed the life that we are expected to live then we're going to be strong. We're going to be above the fray. And we won't be like Samson. We won't be giving up our strength or our strong points. But we have vows today that we made that we need to honor, that we need to hold dear. Now what are some of the vows that we have made, that I have made, you have made? One of the vows that we made was we come to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. What did we promise? What did we stand before God and tell Him that we would do? That we would accept His Son into our heart, into our life, to lead and guide us? The way he would have us to go, that we would serve him, that we would love him with all of our heart, soul and mind, and that we would love our neighbors as ours love ourselves. We would have that love in our heart, that we would treat others the way we want to be treated. Did we not make those vows or not make those commitments to God when we come to know his son, that we would live this kind of life, that we would serve him the best way we could, the way he would have us to go, the way he would have us to live? And then once we come to accept Jesus Christ and we were baptized into his kingdom and we come before the church to be a member of this church or whatever church What did we promise? What vows did we make then? Did we not say that we would support the church with our attendance? We would be true and being in your house worshiping and praising your son? We will support the church by our prayers. We will support the church by our talents and our time that we give, serving Him, building the church, building the kingdom up to greater heights. We will support the church by our giving, now giving, we think of that as tithing, but you can help the church by giving your talents. Think of all the positions, all the jobs, and all of the responsibilities that are within this church. Someone needs to do these jobs. Someone needs to be responsible for doing the things that need to be done to keep this church going. So that's why we made a commitment that we come to place membership in this church or whatever church, we were committing ourselves to support. We were making a vow to support the church to the best of our ability. Another thing, another vow we made, another promise, when we chose to get married, did we not stand before God did we not stand before the church if it was a church wedding and make a vow that we would love and honor our mate through sickness, death, good or bad <coughs> whatever? Did we make that vow? Did we not tell God that we would live as one as his word tells us that husband and wife come together as one so we made a vow not only to God but to our mate that we would stay with them through thick or thin we made a vow as children came along As children entered the picture, we made a vow that we would raise those children in a Christian home, in a home in which they would be taught Christ. They would be encouraged by the Word of God. They would be in Sunday school. They would be in church. We would do all we could to raise them up in the Christian home. That was a vow we made to them. Then, we look at some of the things that are happening today and we see a lot of Samson's Before us, because we see a lot of broken vows being committed. And one of the sad breakages is the home. We see the home not the home that it used to be, we see too many single family homes. we'll see the commitment that was once made within the realm of the family structure so we, we see vows broken and so when we start breaking vows then we get into the same situation that Samson found himself in we're not the strong person that we once were we're not the strong person that we said we would be we're not carrying out all of the vows, all of the promises that we made, whoever we made them to. We're falling behind. We're we're running the risk of falling into the same trap that Samson found himself in. All of his strength, all of the things he had accomplished, all the things he was able to do, vanished just because he was weak enough to give in and to forsake his vows, to forsake his promises, to give up, to give up on the things that had brought him to where he was at. Of course we know the story that once they shaved his head the Philistines they were able to take him just like any normal person gouch his eyes out made him a slave finally he died just like an ordinary normal person all because he wasn't strong enough To live out. He wasn't strong enough to uphold. The vows that he had promised. The vows that he had lived by. For all these years. All of a sudden. These vows meant nothing to him. So we see a lot of Samson's. In our life today. We see a lot of people. Giving up. We see a lot of church activities dwindling because people are not living up to their vows that they made at a younger, earlier age. So that brings us to the question today as we look at the vows that we have made. Where do we stand today? What vows have we made? What vows are we willing to make? Have we made a vow yet to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior? Are we waiting? Are we putting it out? What about church membership? Are we waiting? Are we looking for something or wanting something that we don't see yet what vows are we made? what vows are we not making that we need to make as we sing our invitational hymn today that is the challenge, that is the question to you are you holding back on vows on promises that need to be made And if so, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? The altar is open. The decision is up to you. Anything that may be on your mind today that you need to talk one-on-one with God about, This is your opportunity to come as we sing. One fifty-seven. Who wants to
1: stand? Please. First
0: First and last verse. First and last verse. First. So we want to pray for her and remember her as she goes through these treatments. <clears throat> just place it in God's hand because that's all we can do. We just the doctors can do so much. We know that God is the final word and has the final say so in this. So we we're with Brittany and the family as they go through these procedures, and just thankful that we have a loving Father that we can come to in times like this. So continue to remember. Anyone else? Father, we thank you today for the love and compassion that you give to each one of us. We thank you, Father, for being with us in times of health problems. When we put our future in the hands of our doctors and those who will be treating the health procedures. But, Father, we know that you are the one who has the final say-so. So, Father, we just call upon you today to be with Brittany, to be with her doctors this week as she goes through the first of these four treatments. Continue to bless her and the doctors as they take care of her. Father, we're thankful for the others that you are with today in their health problems. Healing them according to your will and bring back to them the health that they seek, the peace of mind that they are seeking. So Father, we just place each and every one of these people who are undergoing treatments for cancer or For whatever their need may be, we just place them into your loving care, knowing that you are there with them, and you'll be there with them throughout the duration of their treatment period. Also, you'll be with the doctors as you guide them through these times ahead. Bless this church, bless this congregation again. Be with us, Father, as we continue the year ending of this month in December. Bless the activities that we have planned. But above all, Father, just continue to bless each individual here as you have in the past. Lead and guide us in the way you would have us today. All these things, Father, we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears> Thank <throat>